Gera can hit them. Did oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gera! And still Baptista, yes! It's Kamai, it's fantastic! One from David Villa, great finish! He's done just that, he scored! Jorginho's done it! Kubu making another glimpse of goal here! Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Streets Won't Forget podcast, a dive into the cult heroes, the icons and the mavericks of football. I'm your host, Dan Mountney, and I'm joined by my co-hosts. First up, a man who's had more knee injuries than Owen Hargreaves is Ben Woolley. Uh, there's no need to do me dirty like that, man. <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? Yeah. And my other co-host is a man who worships at the church of Grant Holt. It's Harry Martinez. <laughs> oh, mate, you can't get much better than Grant Holt. <laughs> and are we both? Yeah, good, mate. Excited to finally be living here. a life. I know we've over we've, we've overworked, underpaid. This... Yeah, uh, well, you're not getting any money for this. Uh, we've talked about this <laughs> podcast for a long time, uh, and finally we are here. Mate, we started talking about this in the pub probably a year ago, and we're finally here. It is finally good to see pub chat become something uh, that actually exists rather than just drunken fantasy. So, just to explain how this is going to work. If you've come here expecting to hear about players like Maradona, Messi and Ronaldo, you are in the wrong place. Uh, this podcast is all about players like Hatan Ben Arfa, Adil Tarapt, Ilano, cult heroes that the streets won't forget. So every episode we're going to set a topic and nominate a player each and we'll discuss their highs and lows, their finest moments, but more importantly, their claim to be remembered by the streets. Uh, then we're going to take a vote and we'll decide which one of those three players will take a seat at the top table, a spot on our footballing Mount Rushmore. A place Kylian Mbappe can only dream of. The streets won't forget Hall of Fame. So, our topic this week is Premier League strikers the streets won't forget. Harry, would you like to kick us off? Oh, no pressure then. No pressure then. Just throw me right in the deep end. Well, well I've got to start because I think I've got probably the biggest name on our list. And I'm trying to justify whether he is still underrated or is he rated enough. And that's Dimitar Berbatov. And I, I just... When I used to watch him, I just used to get this joy of watching this lazy man just run through teams like they were nothing. Like, it's in that game against uh, Blackburn where he's, he score five and he sets up that one from his own half with the outside of the foot pass. Mate, he was just a joy to watch. I just think for some of the goals he scored, you know, that, that move I'm on about there, he finished off with a bicycle kick. Like, you don't do that if you're not an absolute world-class player. And at the same time, You'd watch him and he'd just be walking. you think, there's no way this fella is ever going to do anything in the game. And all of a sudden, mate, one touch, top bins. That's how he worked. And he scored numerous goals. I mean, even in his Leverkusen days, he was, he was banging them in. And then obviously Spurs, he got traction at Spurs. I think, was he at Spurs when they were, when they were not top four? And then he was yeah, part of the catalyst that got him, got him going forward up the league. And off the back of that, obviously, he got the Man United move, which I think he had a, he had almost the goal every other game ratio for a player that wasn't the main striker and never would be the main striker. I just think that's incredible. Then he goes to Fulham, where he's just ancient and he still made the game look easy. It's just, I think he was a quality player and I think he's severely underrated for how good he was. He's such a unique player to watch. So I've never seen a man yeah. move so little but do so much. Literally. The only other man that does that is Messi. And it's incredible to watch Messi do it. And like, 
I think obviously Dimitar Berbatov is not up to that standard, but you've got to give him credit for making it look so easy. Obviously, he was brilliant at Man United, but I think the Fulham spell he had is my favourite. So I'm, I'm pretty sure in the two years he was there, he didn't run once. <laughs> yeah, I think they had their sprints, didn't they? They tracked their sprints and he literally ran the width of the 18-yard box and that was it. Yeah, he made that team tick, though. Like, they were they were at the level they were because of him. Like Everything went through him. I just think he's got that X factor that the streets will remember. Like, he's, he's got that ability that you can't really teach. He's got swagger. He had that incredible shithousey moment when, um, I can't remember what game it was, but he scored and took off his shirt. And he had that undershirt that said, keep calm and pass me the ball. Legend. And you, <laughs> that kind of confidence yeah. is what the streets well, won't the forget. Thing is, the thing is, the He's other good. thing you got to think is, this, this is a guy who's got a skill move named after him. Everyone knows the Berber spin. Literally stops on a goal line and flicks over to someone's foot. And it's the mm. most lazy piece of skill. Literally, the commentary says, what a lazy piece of skill. You're like, that's Dimitar Berbatov all over. Lazy and effortless. Well, fantastic from Berbatov. Absolutely brilliant. And Ronaldo scores another. But it's set up by a piece of genius from Dimitar Berbatov. You talk about his Fulham spell, he's still got 19 in 51 appearances. That's not even that bad considering he's, what, 34, 35? I think that Fulham spell was kind of his transition from a genuine top-class centre-forward into more of a cult hero. Yeah, I agree Because he had those two amazing spells at Spurs. He was never an out-and-out striker, was he? He was never a goal-scoring striker. He was obviously not of the same level, but similar to Dennis Bergkamp in a way, play a bit deeper and dictate play and use that ability. Yeah, it's a a midfielder who was so good in and around the box that they warranted being further up the pitch. You know what I mean? Like, you could have played him at, at, at set defensive mid in, in that kind of role of just bringing passes everywhere and he, he'd dominate the game from there. But he just had so much quality in the final third that you just got to stick him up there. I feel like we do have to pose the question, though. Is he too good? I think you summed it up kind of perfectly there, Harry. Is I think he's got too much ability to be on this list. I, I think he has got too much ability, but I don't think he's given the credit for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think because we discussed him, we know that he was that good. Like, you look at his stats, he's incredible and still was a joy to watch. And I think that people forget that part of, oh, he had a fantastic first touch. He could do a little bit of lazy skill, but they forget that he was actually a bagsman. thing is, I think for me, the key to being a streets won't forget player is you have to be a little bit forgotten. You can't have your name brought up on football. I'd argue he is a bit forgotten. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's what I mean. I'd argue he is a bit forgotten. Like, you're never going to put him in some of the top players over Manchester United's years as dominance, are you? But, but I, I he think was still key. talked about enough. Maybe not for the, the recent crowd, but then... That's all you know what? If, if, he had, if, he had won, um, if he had won a major European trophy, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you. But I think because he hasn't, he's not regarded in that bracket of top European players. Well, Ben, you've got a striker who I think is definitely forgotten about a bit. Who is who is the striker you're putting forward? So, the man I bring you today, he's won league titles in three different major leagues, scored a very much forgotten goal in one of the most memorable final day battles in the history of the Premier League. And he's still banging them in today, but no one really seems to talk about him to the point where I think most people forget he might even still be playing. And this is, of course, Edin Dzeko. I like it. I like it a lot. 
Talk to me. Why? So, when I say it in Jekyll, I think for Premier League fans, at least, you're instantly going to think of Man City. But it's kind of forgotten how good he was before he got there. When he was at Wolfsburg, he wasn't just some no-name player that City picked up out of the blue. The man, with the help of a couple of others, guided Wolfsburg to, I think, their first league title in God knows how many years. He formed part of that, I think it was the Holy Trinity, they called it up front. And him and Graffite became the most prolific partnership in the history of the Bundesliga. Great name, by the way. And then off the... Mm. It's just iconic centre-forward name, really. And off the back of that, City then decided to pay, I think it was at the time, their second highest ever transfer fee. And it was something like sixth or seventh in the entire Prem, which really shows you how far it's come in the last sort of 10-ish years. Because this was only about 27 million quid. And from there, he kind of had the misfortune of moving to City at a time when they had one of the best centre-forwards we've ever seen play the game, when his hamstrings were intact. But if you want instant impact, he moves to City, and they won the first their, uh, their league title the first year he was there. He scored the all-important equalising goal in that game against QPR. Sure, Aguero got the winner, but it wasn't all Aguero who helped them get there. There, yeah, like I suppose he was more of a bit part player at times, playing that second fiddle role. But every time they called on him, he was there. He scored fifty odd goals for City, I think, across all competitions. And once his time there was up, City moved on, bigger and better things. He didn't fall off a cliff. He didn't fade away into obscurity. He had, I suppose, a somewhat disappointing spell at Roma on loan, and then turned that on. I think he scored seventy-seven goals in one hundred and sixty games. Crazy. And he's still playing today. He got a move from Roma to another top team in Inter Milan. I think recently as well, he scored 29 league goals in one season. I think his highest tally to date. So he's a player who, when you watch him, he was never one of these take-all-comers, beat a man and rifle it top bins from 30 yards. But if you gave him the ball anywhere within 30 yards, he could pick out the bottom corner like nobody's business. I think a player of his calibre who won... As much as he has in the game, played for as long as he has, for as many good teams as he has, you never hear him talked about. He doesn't get the recognition that a player of his caliber, I think, deserves. Left foot, right foot, he was 6'4", he can do well in the air. So, if we're talking about players who deserve more recognition than they get, I don't think you can look any further than Edin Dzeko. Yeah, I think that's a really good shout. I think, as you say, unfortunately... He was a victim of Manchester City's kind of endless pool of strikers at that time. You had, was it Aguero, Tepes? Who Mm. else was there? Balotelli was there at the time, wasn't he, of course? Uh, Negredo later on. They they had far too many strikers to all fit into one team, but I think Dzeko stands out. Yeah, Jovetic as well, obviously didn't play much. Uh, But I think Dzeko does, does stand out amongst that group. Just maybe didn't get as much time on the pitch as he maybe deserved. Yeah, I think I think Dzeko's a great shout. I would say he maybe lacks the X factor that that Berbatov Berbatov has, but if you want a goal scorer, you can't really look past Dzeko, can you? Oh, absolutely. I think that's what probably holds him back in terms of people remembering it. Is he's not really that flair player. Yeah. He wouldn't not flashy. Yeah, he wouldn't he? set the uh, the highlight reel alight. He'd just be consistent, professional, get the job done. 
I remember. He, of course, had moments of brilliance in him, but I remember watching his um, FA Cup debut. It's a bit of a weird one. So I remember watching it. It was Notts County, and Notts County went one up, and C were just looking absolutely dire. This is this is what probably like 2011, probably. So they had a decent squad. You still have Yaya Torre and all that there, and they just couldn't find anything. And then I don't know if he started or he, I think he came off the bench like early in the second half and mate you got the equalizer from then on they 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 looked like they could have they could have won it there but they didn't i think he came might come off then i think he started and then they they started him for the um for the reverse fixture and they won five nil and he scored i think he scored one or two in that game and then i knew that he was he was a good player that was something different for city compared to the little ticky tack of stuff they were doing beforehand and I think that's the difference is knowing that Jekyll had that that bullish move about him and still being able to score goals. Like he led a line. You know, when people say, oh, they lead a line, he led a line and could do it well and has done it well for such a long career. Like the longevity of the man is incredible. I think the importance of the goal he scored against QPR as well when Man City won the league is obviously completely forgotten about because of what Aguero did afterwards. But that moment wouldn't have happened if it wasn't Fred and Jekyll, would it? No, absolutely no. not. No, and yeah, yet another game. That's another game that City are struggling, and there he is popping up with a goal when you need it the most. You know, so he never. You can tell he doesn't stress under the pressure. He doesn't disappear in a game. He will always be reliable. And talk about popping up when you need him most. He's not just a goal scorer. the The number of assists he got in his career for a centre forward was nothing to be scoffed at. So yeah, when he's not scoring, he's still providing for you. Fascio. Jacko, wow! Stunner! And in Jacko Fair feasted in! Where has Chelsea's lead gone? I think, like, like we said, though, is, is Jacko lacks that flair, doesn't he? Of that. He is like, you know, like people talk about Haaland being the robot he is at the moment. It's almost like Jacko was engineered to be that striker to just stick himself there, get a goal, get an assist, get you back in the game. I think you've got to get too far there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 I'm not comparing him to Harlem. I'm just saying that he, he, they, they lack that flair of, like he lacks that flair of being able to beat five men and bury it. He's more there in the right place, right time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. <laughs> well, you may have compared it in Dzeko. Uh, uh, to Erling Haaland. I'm going to compare my player to to Pele for about six months of, of his, oh, of his Premier League career. I would like to put forward Papis Cisse. Uh, so the, the, the definition of a streets don't forget footballer is someone whose who's flame flickered but all too briefly. And I think Papis Cisse fits that bill perfectly. Joined Newcastle in January 2012, and in his first 14 games, he scored 13 goals. He was absolutely unstoppable. He helped them qualify for the Europa League at the end of that season. They finished just five points off the Champions League, and they would have got in that if it wasn't for three defeats in their last four games. Uh, and that, that Newcastle team is, is absolutely iconic and is definitely a streets won't forget team. I'm sure they're going to be discussed a lot on this podcast. Uh, but he also formed one of the Premier League's most iconic strike partnerships alongside Denver Bar. Uh, those two were just absolutely ruthless that season. Uh, obviously, Cissé dropped off for the rest of his Newcastle career. I can't dispute that. But no one that watched that 14-game run at the end of that 
2011-2012 season, we'll forget Papa Cissé because he was just absolutely unstoppable. It didn't matter who he played against, he could not stop scoring. So I think he is the perfect player to be in the streets, don't forget, Hall of Fame. Do you know what else comes I mean, with Papa Cissé that I think obviously puts him... like He had that run of that would get you mentioned. But I think the thing that puts him above every other striker that we can think of at the moment is the fact that he scored so many bangers. So many bangers. The man was just... I mean, Chelsea, he goes in the, the Hall of Fame for me for that one goal against Chelsea hey, alone. Yeah, the thing is, he scored iconic... two that day and they were both incredible. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you talk about Premier League goals of, of kind of the last, what, 10, 15 years... Papis Cissé one is mentioned every single time because it is just that good. Mate, you get so many people that you say like, oh, what's your favourite goal from Premier League era? I, well over 15% would say Papis Cissé versus Chelsea. Hands down. How does he do it? How? It's he unreal. no right to go in. It's not even a cross because there's no, I don't think there's anybody in the box, is there? No, no. He's done, he's done no. that deliberately. He's done that deliberately. How have you spotted the perfect angle to beat not only any keeper but Petr Cech from that range with the outside of the foot is audacious, mate, and then unreal. It is stupid goal. And then he scored so many more that are, are obviously not as good as that, but the, some of the goals he scored. He got two in that game against uh, Chelsea and they were both incredible. A year later, when they were having, when he dropped off, he played at Stamford Bridge again and scored another banger against Chelsea. He just loved playing at Stamford Bridge. Cissé! Papi Cissé with another blinding strike. My question is, is, is it too short of a spell? Well, if we're going off definition of a Streets Won't Forget player, I think he's the one that fits the builder best. That short run absolutely captured everyone's hearts. A couple memorable moments, then just faded off into obscurity once more. Like I said, I think if it was just to offer the 14-game run, you wouldn't, you'd say nah. But the fact that, that so many bangers were in it and he was part of that unforgettable team that ended up with Alan Pardew getting a seven-year contract, by the way. <laughs> I just think I mean, okay, it's unreal. He's out of the Hall of Fame for the Pardew contract is one of the greatest moments in football because they sacked him like a year or two later and had to keep paying him. <laughs> Oh, mate. I just think that he sums up what a Streets Won't Forget player is. And You've got to think... be, I think, a little bit. <laughs> and I mean that in the best way in the world. <laughs> you, you can't be like an Aguero. You no, can't, you can't be, be a Lewandowski. You've got to be a little bit crap for most of I your I think you can find some clips of when he moved out to, was it China? And he missed that open goal from two yards oh out. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what brings you back down to earth with these, with these players. It's, you know he's going to miss a sitter. But at the same time, you he could bag one from 40 yards out. Yeah, like this man missed from two yards and he lobbed Petr Cech from 40. <laughs> so what's going on here? I think, I think we're also going to have what Ben just said as a tagline for the podcast. The Streets Won't Forget podcast. You've got to be a little bit... <laughs> You've got to be a little bit... <laughs> you can't but these are the technical terms shit. you don't get on Match of the Day, mate. Literally, right. mate, you've got to be a little bit shit. Are we? Are we happy to take a vote now, or would either of you like to add anything further on on Dimitar Berbatov, Red and Jeko? I think that both of those players are arguably too good, but at the same I... time, they're both they they shouldn't be forgotten. Whether the streets will remember them 
is for another debate, but they should not be forgotten for how good they were. See, before we started, I was very much of the opinion. I think Berbatov was too good. Thanks, mate. I think. Well, I mean, you're not Berbatov. That's not <laughs> right. Full <laughs> 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 knowledge. Well, what? <laughs> I I think beforehand I was of the opinion that Jekko was, I think, just forgotten enough to make it. Mm. But I sat here and I watched loads of his clips before we came and started recording. And I think the more I started to remember about it, I think he is too good to be it. I mean, I imagine there's a, a group of people, we said Ed and Jekko, they're like, oh, he retired years ago. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but mate, you're still playing. But he gets the forgotten aspect. But looking at him, I think he's too good as well. Yeah, he's, it, like his run, that's what I mean. The longevity of how good he is is probably what excludes him. This is the other thing about Papis C as well. If you could tell me where he came from before the <laughs> castle, where he went afterwards, <laughs> like he, he just appeared out of nowhere in January 2012 and just couldn't stop scoring. And was it Freiburg? Four years later. Some, it, was, it was a German team. I think it might have been Freiburg. I think it was Freiburg, but I, th- I, don't think he, I don't think he was even that good for Freiburg. He was. He was, actually, because I looked this up. I think he got 22 goals the season before he joined Newcastle. Oh, so, yeah. So he was he decent. It was so, it did come with some pedigree, but still, he just seemed to appear out of nowhere and then disappear almost as quickly. Yeah, off to China. He hit the China so, boat. Are we? Are we? Are we casting votes? Sure. I think I'm. Uh, I'm ready to submit my okay. decision. Ben, how would you like to vote? Uh, I'm going. Berbatov out. Jeko out. Cisse in. Nice, Harry. How would you like to vote? Um, I'm Cisse in all day. Okay. I think I'm going Jekko out and I'm going Berber in. Well, we can only vote one. You clearly didn't listen to the rules. <laughs> in that You're case, Cisse in. Sacked in the morning. Sacked in the morning. Yeah, mate, I've got to find a new podcast. Hold on. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> hell, mate. You f***ed it on episode one. <laughs> Oh, mate, it's been a long he drops day. a controversial Harland opinion. Doesn't listen to the rules. Yeah, you've, you've, had a, you've had a stinker, next, mate. I've had a stinker, mate. <laughs> oh, mate, I've got a one point two on who scored dot com. It's going to be CC all day. Yeah, CC yeah. all day. Well, my vote was irrelevant, but for the sake of not voting for my own player, I'll vote for Ed and Jekko. But Papis Cisse is the first inductee into the streets. So I forget Hall of Fame, and I feel like justice has been done. Yeah, I agree with that. We've really pushed the boat out on this one, haven't we, lads? Real <laughs> controversial opinion. Uh, to we'll be, be fair, Delta next. We... <laughs> Wait until Michu gets on, lad. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> not. Right. No, right. We need to address this right now because I feel like a lot of people would have said Michu is the most streets won't forget Premier League striker ever. But in a controversial take, we all disagree with this. Ben, I feel like you feel most strongly about this. Would you like to explain why? And would you also like to explain the Michu metric while we're here? Ah, so the Michu metric, genius bit of science we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> but something you always hear, oh, he was so good. So good for that run for Swansea. But when you, you break his career down, and I know the streets won't forget stuff. It's meant to be an iconic, like, short. The man 
I don't think broke a hundred league goals in his career. He was good for like six games for Swansea and then got dropped and f- off after like a year and a half. I think people, the rose tinted glasses come on when you say meet you. The tap in yeah. merchant who was good for half a dozen games in quarter of a season. I don't oh, remember him scoring a good goal. No, I, oh, I agree. Man, he with did it. score that inside of the foot, outside of the box, top bin goal. And that Again, is too. a beautiful strike. Oh, Again, well, then no, do your research. Don't come here with your shoddy opinion. <laughs> is he QPR, maybe? But, yeah, but yeah, right, that's one goal. The rest are attacking. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm with you here. I'm with you here. That's Stop what I mean. Me that choose that. Corner. We're not having it. Not here. <laughs> but this kind of disagreement, I think, gives us an opportunity. Right. A, a chance to, uh, to bring some lovely... Absolutely correct scientific method in here. Don't get this peer reviewed, it will pass. But we can't decide between us whether or not Michu is good enough to get in. Now, this means we can use him as a bit of a yardstick almost. He's the gatekeeper to the promised land. So we say, is the likes of Ed and Jekko too good to be on this list? I suppose when we look at him in isolation, sure. But then we have someone like Michu, widely considered to be one of the most streets won't forget players of all time. And if we can't make the decision, it becomes a simple comparison. Do we think they're more of a streets won't forget player than Michu? Is he better? Right. Well, is he I worthy? Think, I think I think having the Michu metrics is going to be important because there are going to be some players who we will discuss at some point who I think are, are going to are going to have a claim to the list. Maybe a slightly fraudulent one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Papis Tisse is the first man in the Hall of Fame, and uh, I think I think that is probably the right call. It's a good start. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a solid start. It's a yeah. solid start. It's it's what it's what the we started off with. What the gods of the streets would have wanted. Exactly. Good base. Good base. Uh, so, shall we finish with a little quiz, gentlemen? Always. I know you. I know you two like to test your footballing knowledge. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're going to end each episode with a little game uh, with you two going head to head I will be quiz master oh. um, and you will, you will take turns in the mastermind chair uh, and it only seems fitting to start with a game that we've played for hours in the pub before quite literally <laughs> uh, and it, 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 I'd say pretty much spawned this podcast in a way uh, it is the Wikipedia game so a quick rundown of the rules for anyone who's not played this um We'll read out a player's career history from the Wikipedia page, and the first to guess the player correctly gets a point. Uh, and some smaller rules: if one player moves, move was the move was on loan. We'll make that clear. Basic questions can be asked, such as if they've retired or not. Uh, so, are we ready for the first players? Always. Oh, are we doing this in turns, or are we going straight up head to head? We'll we'll have we'll have a buzzer. Just just shout out if you. Okay. The answer. So, this man started their career at Hertha Berlin, and then went to Tottenham. And went to Borussia Dortmund on loan, and went to Portsmouth, and went to Genoa, and oh. went to AC Milan. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Is it Yago Falke? That is incorrect. I think I might be jumping in too early here, but is it? Kevin Prince Boateng. It is Kevin Prince Boateng. Oh, 
Look yeah, at that knowledge, day, bro. All that day. Is... How did I go with Yago Falke? Yeah, Harry, you're <laughs> you're fairly solid on this game when we play normally, and that is, I'd say that's <sighs> a shock. Nerves, mate. Got in it's there the first. nerves. It's the nerves. Although well, you have displayed poor ball knowledge. I have literally, mate. This is I did, I did, I, the only way is up. Right, so it's one 0 to Ben. Player number two started their career at Leon and went to Lon on loan. Uh, then went to Nice on a permanent transfer and went to Marseille and went to QPR and to Newcastle on loan and Chelsea and Crystal Palace. Oh, I've got loan. it. Is it is it Louis Grammy? It is like Remy. It is one all. We head into the final player. There's nerves here. Nerves on the streets. Final player, I'd say, is a little bit more difficult. Just let me just find him because I've come unprepared, which is appalling for me. Uh, right. Started their career at Olympia. Went to Birmingham City on loan. And went to Wigan Athletic. And to Tottenham, and to Stoke, and to Miami FC, and back to Olympia where it all started, and then for a short spell at Real Sociedad. Oh, this is a tough one. Yeah, this is this is quite a niche player. I'm, I'm have they got any up. international caps? Uh, yes, they do have international caps. Was it Birmingham City on loan? Yes, it was. Oh, I'm, I'm going to ding. Go on. Oh, is the nation Honduras? Yes, it is. Is it Wilson Palacios? It is Wilson Palacios. Fair play. Son. Fair play. <laughs> He's stolen it out of the See, deck. I was stuck At on Olympia day. being Paraguayan. I was like, who on no, earth is Paraguayan in place? They are Honduran. Ah, oh, there's Club Olympia in Paraguay. Wait, Wilson Palacios, the GOAT, the man Steve Bruce said, doesn't it be young Paul Ince? Which is the most backhanded compliment <laughs> ever. <laughs> oh, mate, Wilson Palacios. <laughs> that is the first episode of the Streets Don't Forget podcast. Uh, Papis Cisse is the first inductee into the Hall of Fame. Um, and as I said, justice. Justice of Papis Cisse. Uh, thank you very much for listening. You can find the podcast on all your good streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple. Uh, ben, Harry, thank you very much for joining me. Been a pleasure, thank you, mate. Uh, don't look, forget to follow us on social media. Of course. Thank you for the plug, because I would have forgotten. Uh, and don't forget to tune in to the next episode. Thank you very much for listening. Meet you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Gira can hit them. Did From David Villa, great finish. He's done just that, he scored. Jenny Mio's done it. Yakubu making another glimpse of goal here.